Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, this is Rabbi Joshua Heller, Senior Rabbi of Congregation B'nai Torah in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Today we're studying Tractate Tanit 14a and b, Yud Dalad, Aleph, and Bet. This daf gets deeper into the details of how one calls out to God for help. Now the Mishnah back on Yud Bet, Bet, 12b, says that if the first six fast days don't work, then we can add another seven, bringing us to a total of 13. Here, we analyze the different facets of observance of the fast as described in that Mishnah. Of course, fasting itself is part of the answer, but there is more. We engage in an activity called matriin. We'll come back to that later. Let's call it for now making a sound of concern. We also lock the stores to remind people that they shouldn't be eating. And if those seven don't help, then we go on to a totally different phase where we also stop many daily activities of society, including construction and planting. Though our Gemara notes that only construction and planting associated with joyous activities, like weddings, are covered, not regular garden variety construction. If the situation does get that dire, we also hold off on marriages and betrothals and even on greeting other people. Ardaf raises a couple of very interesting questions about that Mishnah from back on Yudbet. One is that the restriction on greetings is not as easy as it looks. Now it's fine if you have a group of chaverim, of people who are all meticulously observant, who are knowledgeable in the law, and so they know not to greet each other. But then there are commoners who are going to come up and offer their greetings, and the observant people have the choice of violating this practice, or of looking rude. The answer the Talmud gives is that they should respond, but gravely, in low tones, to indicate the seriousness of the situation. Another focus of the Gemara's discussion here is asking what constitutes matri'in, calling out in concern. Rav Yehuda says that it is by blowing the shofar, because after all, matri'in comes from the word tru'ah, which is used in reference to blowing a shofar. However, Rav Yehuda, son of Rav Shmuel Bar Shelat, quotes Rav saying something different, saying that calling out matri'in means reciting the Anenu prayer, which is added to the Amida. Which of these activities is actually the one referred to by our Mishnah? Is it blowing a shofar, or is it calling out in prayer? After some back and forth, we conclude that we are referring to calling out in prayer, since this is an activity that is permitted on Shabbat when using a shofar would be prohibited. However, there's a Mishnah further on in the tractate that raises the point that not all types of requests for help are appropriate at all times. So, for example, one may call for human help even on Shabbat. You can call out, help me! And yet, oddly, one may not call out for God's help by praying in a way that brings about despair. That's a remarkable statement. The idea that calling for human help is okay because it may save a life, but that praying for help 
causes distress and is not guaranteed to bring assistance and is therefore not permitted. Now we see, as our Gemara continues, that there are other situations where calling out for God's help might not be considered appropriate, or the way of calling out that works for one person is not right for another. In particular, I'm fascinated by the discussion that public figures may have a different type of responsibility for prayer than the common folk, and that some of the practices that are widely regarded as practices of prayer to God at times of trouble are seen as beneath their dignity. And it kind of makes sense. A public figure who calls out for mercy in public by falling down on the ground or by wearing sackcloth is demeaning themselves. And so if they do that and don't bring about any results, then that might bring about a loss in their standing in the community. So if a person is confident that he will be answered, then it is worth that potential humiliation. But if not, then no. And the Gemara gives the example of Yehoram. Yehoram was the younger son of Ahab, and both of them were quite sinful kings of the northern kingdom of Israel. In chapter 6 of 2 Kings, there is a horrible siege and famine in Samaria, the capital that Yehoram ruled in, and he is particularly distraught because he has just heard from two women of Samaria who are so hungry, who are starving to such a great extent that they have decided to engage in cannibalism. He tears his garments and reveals that he is wearing sackcloth underneath. Now his prayers are answered within 24 hours, which these days is a pretty good response time. Um, and especially, that is quite remarkable, and you consider that in the interim, he called for the murder of the prophet Elisha. However, what the Gemara is noting here is that he did not reveal his sackcloth through all that time because it would have been embarrassing to make a request were it not going to be answered right away. Another example of this phenomenon comes from Numbers chapter 14. The spies have just come back from the land of Israel, and ten of them bring a negative report, two of them bring a positive report. Moses and Aaron throw themselves on the ground as their way of showing their grief and despair at the ten spies' negative report. Caleb and Joshua show their disagreement by tearing their clothing. What we see is that the method of supplication, the method of expressing distress that works best for one, does not work best for the other. And to complicate matters further, later on in the book of Joshua, Joshua ends up throwing himself on the ground as a form of supplication as well. I guess the takeaway here is that the type of prayer or beseechment that works for one person might be seen as humiliating or beneath the dignity of another. And so that therefore each of us needs to find our own approach for how it is that we pray and express ourselves in times of distress. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.